You're going to get fired. You're going to be in so much trouble. Yes, I want the Maserati. Yes, I want the Academy Award. I wanted it when I was 12, and I still want it to this day. Hey guys, welcome back to The Dev Show. I'm excited to bring you an interview with a good friend of mine, Carson Tyler. Carson, welcome to The Dev Show for the second time that you've actually been on before. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited that we get to talk about this for the first time after this incredibly painful long wait. Yeah, it's been a long time. Carson... You were in Spider-Man No Way Home yep. as an extra in the hallway scene. And I'm going to, I can't even play the clip. Oh, wait, I can because it's in the trailer. Yeah. So watch that clip here. How do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. Let's just kind of start from the get-go. And you explain to me how you got where you were, how you got in that hallway, what was the process? Okay, so to go back a little bit further, in November of 2020, maybe November, right around there, they um the Extras Casting Company, which I can't remember off the top of my head who it is, they were doing a casting for like core like main background actors throughout the whole film. And so you had to go through a certain round of pick like the director picked every round of people and it got smaller and smaller and smaller until they got chosen i made it through like three rounds and then the second round almost the final round i got cut i was like ah that sucks i didn't think i was gonna get to work on spider-man which does suck but i was like man that was incredible for john watts to put me that far ahead that was incredible and so then it happened that I applied later on to be in the MIT scenes, which you saw a flash at. And that's why I'm wearing my little MIT shirt today. And so those scenes I got picked for. And I went to my fitting and everything, which we'll get into later on how that goes. So that scene, we actually filmed before the school scenes. And those were amazing scenes. And sadly, I got cut from those because I was a little bit off camera. But um, then I applied for the high school scenes. And I go, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get paid for this one. And um, pretty much, I go there, and it was really cool because I got picked, and then they let me know like a night before. They're like, hey, you got to be in Atlanta tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay, because that was for a COVID test, and then I had to be in Atlanta two days later. So I'm like, I'm just going to stay in Atlanta these few nights. And mm-hmm. I ended up getting the getting picked when I got there, I learned that there was like 250 of us that day. That's a lot yeah. of people. Like that's an incredibly amount. That's an incredible amount of people. I'm like, oh my, because you don't really think about 250 people being a lot of people until it's COVID and you're surrounded by them. It yeah. was terrifying because <laughs> this is the first time since COVID I had been around this many people. It's like, oh, okay, this is something. What had happened was I had gotten on set. You had you had to take a COVID test when you got there as well. So you had to take two or three COVID tests all together. And we sit down, we go get our costumes on, and that's pretty cool. But then what we had to do was even stranger. They took us to this hallway of the school, which you guys can see in Far From Home, or maybe Homecoming. It was Homecoming. They used, this is a cool behind the scenes fact, they used a different school in Far From Home. 
which is really yeah it's really weird um it's the um it's really weird i was like man i was watching far from home the other day and i'm like that's a different school completely than we filmed at and that was interesting so they take us there and they place every little individual in this hallway but it was really weird because at first i wasn't placed in the hallway i had a skateboard and i was running through the hallway which sadly did not make it in, but it was hilarious because there was like four people set up to like tell me to go. Every time I'd run, there was somebody right here, right here, and right here. They were all catching me pretty much and telling me to go. And that was awesome. And um, so then later on that day, I got bumped up to a speaking role, but I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point because that part is the most interesting. Yeah. But that's how I got there. It was just a lot of just hoping and patience. Yeah. Did you know that it was Spider-Man that you were being signed on for? I had heard that it was Spider-Man and I was hoping that it was Spider-Man, but I was not a hundred percent sure. Right. All these big films filmed under code names. So it's not just, it's not just like Spider-Man um, for this film. It was Serenity now. And um, it was quite interesting. Because even like just to touch on you were talking about Tom Holland, just just to see him in person is like really surreal. Because it's like, man, that's that's one of the Spider Man. What is what what is this? And so it was crazy because I couldn't really comprehend that that like because I was like, what? That is crazy. Let's kind of touch on the dress rehearsal and like the setting up of the scene, and then we can get to your speaking role in a couple minutes so tell me a little bit about what it was like getting fitted and all that so okay i've had a lot of fittings for a lot of different projects but this one was the most interesting i can say that and i and just to give a little preface i do not mean this in a bad way this was just so tiring so i think the first day i went to go get a fitting normally they're about 30 minutes the first one took about two and a half hours um and i was like oh this it Imagine when you guys were watching the film, that's how long it took me to get fitted for just two or three outfits. Um, that's how long it took. Now, I got to try on some of the coolest outfits I've ever tried on. Like, they were doing different fittings and different clothes. And I got to try on so many cool clothes that you guys will never get to see. And I hate it because some of the outfits I love so much that I wish they would have let me buy them from you. Yeah. Like, Marvel has some of the, like, they have some of the biggest budgets. So they have some of the coolest clothes that I've ever seen. Like, there was one shirt. I can't even remember what it was. But it was, like, inverted stripes. And it was, like, one of the most trippy things I've ever seen. But they're like, that wouldn't fit it well. I'm like, okay. And so imagine just, like, this is the way I compare it to. Being, having fittings, and I can't really speak for what people like Tom Holland's fittings are like. But for like, I know for the background, it's literally like going with your mom to the mall to go get clothes and you don't want to try anything on, but you have to try everything on. And yeah, that was pretty much what it was like. And they just kind of bring you more and more stuff. And then when you think you're done, it's more, but it was really, it was really fun. It was a lot of fun just to getting to try on different clothes that you don't know whether they're going to be in a movie or not. So that was really cool. When you were in the hallway with with uh, all of those kids, what was the atmosphere like? Were were kids kind of trying to push their way forward to be in frame? How did that all go down? So there were 
So it was, it was a lot of us. It was, there was probably, I'd say 75 on each side. That's my guess. Maybe a hundred on each side. It was a lot. It was a whole lot of people. And, um, mm-hmm. It was, it was really stressful. Cause I, this is the, the first big amount of people I've been around since COVID. And that was like, Oh, this is a lot of people. And so I didn't really try and push forward to be seen in the scene because those are the kind of kids that I've seen get cut a lot in other productions because they're like trying so hard to be seen that it kind of makes it hard for them. Like there's one kid in the movie. I'm not even gonna call him out because I don't think he did it on purpose, but he looked directly on the camera and I was like, Oh, this man just broke, broke the fourth wall of Spider-Man. And I'm like, mm-hmm. nice. Good job, kid. But um, I just kind of wanted to make the scene to be the best that it could be. And um, so I kind of just did whatever they told us to do. And, um, but there was two people I wanted to be seen. It was either I wanted to be seen or I wanted them to be seen. So like one take, I just, they would just go forward. One take, I would just kind of just do whatever they did. And um, I'm going to tell a funny story in a second after this, but um, it was, their names are Serge and Karina. Serge and Karina are like some of the coolest people you will ever meet. I swear, they are literally probably the nicest people that you would want to work with if you could work with them serge is a really cool dude that these both of these people are the first time doing background and they were incredible at it they were so professional didn't have to like nobody had to tell them not to do anything and so like it was just incredible that they were like they caught on so fast and karina and serge and myself we were all just big fans of spider-man that's what i think bring us all together we love spider-man and so and just Karina does like dance and stuff and Serge does music some and like, it's just, they're both creative and like, it's so incredible to see what they've done since then. And that, so I, I was like, they're going to do good. So I want them to be seen in this movie. It's their first time. If I don't get seen, yeah. I want them to be seen. And this before mm-hmm. my speaking role. So I literally was giving up my chance of being seen in the movie so that they could. But yeah. I was like, man, there was one scene. I talked to Karina about this about a million times. Me and Karina were sitting there when, when they were doing when they were doing one run test, like felt like they were filming like a test scene, and I smacked her books out of her hand, and it made the loudest bang on the ground, but no one acknowledged it, and I was like, man, that would have been perfect. It was so funny, because Serge is the only one who looked over, and I just wish they would have used it. I, this the footage is out there somewhere. Yeah, literally, it's hilarious. Tell me about so, that experience. Okay, I want to start at the very beginning where we were at. Um, yeah. So we were in the hallway with me, Serge, and Karina about to go to lunch. And I. this is a very childish meal, but I was so, so, so excited to have this peanut butter and jelly. I was honestly the most excited I've ever been for anything. And um, I don't really care for peanut butter and jelly most of the time. So then the same crew member that had had me running around on the skateboard he, they had been looking for me like right 30 minutes to an hour. And he was like, where is the kid with the long hair at? And this, this girl was like, you meet him? And so I was like, oh, my God, she just snitched me out. I don't know if I'm in trouble or not. I don't know what I'd be in trouble for. But I was like, well, I'm in trouble now, apparently, because they found me. But he was like, you're not going to lunch quite yet. And I was like, no, no. I was so upset by that statement. That was that you you honestly could have told me I was getting kicked off the set, how badly that hurt me. So then then you know um the stairwell, the stairway that Tom comes up with the whole mural and everything when yeah, he's coming yeah. back to school. 
Yeah. So that right there, there was me, him, another guy, and then dude behind us walked down that staircase and then to the right and all the way down. And so it's about one story down. And then, so pretty much what had happened was the prop guy takes my skateboard. And so then he hands me this little statue, like a little prop. And I didn't know what I was doing still. And I'm like, okay. I was like, what is this? It was kind of like Tom whenever he was like, Toby, when he was like, the Avengers. That's so cool. What yeah. is that? What is that? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And so that's kind of the same reaction that I had. I was like, this is amazing. But I really don't know what it is. So I was kind of looking at it myself. I'm like, oh, wow. And um, it said Liberty Smash on it. And it had the Hulk with a little trident. And so I was like, this is awesome. I'm like, what do I, what do I get to do this for? Do I just get to have this? What is, is this a gift bestowed upon mm-hmm. me? Like, what is, what am I doing? I look over and there's like another kid with one. And he's just sitting there talking. I'm like, his was dark. Like, his was really dark. And it, there was no humor to it. This was not the Spider-Man I was just saying. This was dark. And I was like, oh, okay. This is nice. And so I'm like, I'm going to get a featured extra role, which I was incredibly excited for. I was like, man, this is amazing. And so then what had happened was right after they were done with his, they had told me to do nothing. They just told me to stand there. And they put, they come, they put the camera right in front of me. There's one sound guy, if I can remember. And then John Watts. And then there's a dude um, with a clapboard that just has to snap it every time. He was incredibly nice. He didn't talk much, but he was really nice. And then John Watts was the one asking me all the questions. It was like for the school news. And so if you guys haven't gathered this yet, I had just been upgraded from background to a speaking role and not even realized. So then I'm like, well, what do you want me to say? He's like, imagine you're like a hippie stoner guy and you're going to improv it all yourself. I'm like, oh, okay. This is, yeah. this is a challenge. Okay. Never took improv classes, so this is not going to be easy. It's not going to just come off the cuff for me, but okay. You know what? We can do it. And so then I, um, I pretty much, they start asking me questions and, um, I remember they asked me like, so what do you think about what do you think about going to about you going to school with Peter Parker, and I, like how he's Spider Man? I'm like, you ask me. It's pretty cool that I go to school with a superhero. And I was like, I just made that, and I just kept on saying these random things, and then at one point they started asking me about my little class project, and I'm like, you see those little abs right here? That's how the Hulk gets ladies. And then you see these googly eyes, and I shook them. And I'm like, that's how he moves his eyes. And I just kept on naming random things about the statue. And, the, and John Watts kept on laughing. And that was the best feeling in the world. That was yeah. so nice. I was like, I made John Watts laugh. I feel accomplished. And um, so then after that, pretty much what happened next was I kind of, I asked the dumbest question ever. I'm like, hey, y'all, got a question. What, what is this for? And they're like, the movie. And I'm like, Oh, because I thought maybe it was for promotional use or something. And so I was then, I was like, oh, okay, that is incredible. And so then I give them my prop back very sadly. I was like, okay, you take it back now, I guess. And they, um, I carry the skateboard back to the props, props table because there was a little table with like book bags and there was a little table with like skateboards and different stuff like that for yeah. students to hold. So I put my prop skateboard down and i book it back to where all the background were so i could go see surge and tell him what just happened because i wasn't about to go tell a lot of people but i was going to tell him that was for sure and i was like man he has to know 
And so I go tell him and he freaks out for me. And I'm like, man, because he had just before that gotten upgraded to a feature extra. And so you could see him really well when we filmed. And so I was like, man, that is incredible. And I was like, we, he was so happy for me. And then I was so happy for him. And it was so like, we just both. And that's why I'm so appreciative of him because he was so supportive of me. And then I was so supportive of him. And it just seems like he's going to, he's going to be, he's going to do incredible. But, um, that speaking role was crazy and, um, it did not make it into the movie, sadly, but, um, I, uh, am hoping to have it make it into the deleted scenes. That would be nice. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, also at the end of that, before we left, um, at during the day, I got to have a little one-on-one with Tom Holland where he pretty much just told me good luck and that was incredible. And uh, if you ask Tom Holland about it, he probably would not remember it now because he meets so many people. <laughs> right. But I will always remember that because yeah. it was like, it was not a long meeting at all. It was not like one of them 20 minute, oh, I get to talk to Tom Holland. No, it was very much a very brief thing, but made a very long impact to me. Because it's yeah. like, man, even seeing him in the hallway earlier it was crazy. And that was around 150, 200 people. But mm-hmm. now this was a one-on-one kind of thing. No, not, nobody got that opportunity. And I'm just like, man, I wish like there's so many. I, a lot of people are like, oh, do you, is there anything you wish you would have said? I'm like, no. Because like I, I, would, I would never change that interaction the way it was. That interaction mm-hmm. was perfect the way it was. And honestly, it was just one of them things that made me realize I'm so grateful for that. And I'm so grateful for even the speaking role happening because if the speaking role wouldn't happen, probably wouldn't have got to meet Tom like that. And so, yeah, I think that was just like a, a bigger thing that at first I was a little bit upset by that it didn't make it. But then I was I'm like, I'm still in the movie. So I'd still, I'm still very yeah. grateful for it. Yeah. I mean, like you had the opportunity to, I mean, you can watch one of the most hyped movies of our generation and see yourself. So yeah that's that's like pretty pretty cool man honestly i got a question for you sure shoot what is one thing that you wish just even the tiniest of easter egg that they would have put in the film that would have made this film just over the edge for you for me uh um, yeah i would have liked to see i mean call me greedy or whatever but i would have liked to see definitely i mean the original aunt may rosemary harris she's still alive uh, I think that would have been phenomenal. Uh, I would have liked to see MJ, Kirsten Dunst. I thought, think that would have been awesome. Um, other than that, I mean, the, the thing that would have made the film, like, over the top for me and, like, way more believable was uh, just give Tobey Maguire a little bit of longer hair. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my big problem. <laughs> He had longer hair in the trilogy, so I mean, he almost had a buzz cut in this one. You know, I mean, like, I could, I could agree with that. Yeah, but I mean, like, I've known you since since Outer Banks, right? We met during that fad. Okay. Yeah. So I'm rooting for you, and like, I'm so happy that you got this opportunity. Man, makes me so happy. You're in Cobra Kai, right? Yeah, yeah, and I can talk. Okay, you're yeah. in, you're in the next season. Of it Cobra literally Kai. it literally comes out in like two weeks. We're literally right here. Maybe like a little further than a week. It comes out on the thirty first of December. Yeah, like that's literally eight days from now, or like nine days. Yeah, from now. about a week, uh, a little bit yeah. further than a week. 
Yeah, Jeez. I think I forgot. I about think that. honestly, this this season, um, not even to get off track from Spider Man, but this season is gonna be incredible. It, um, I uh, didn't have a speaking role in it, but um, it was incredible as a director to just start, just watch those guys mm-hmm. direct Cobra Kai. Yeah. And um, to watch the cast do what they do, it's incredible. And um, I saw so many incredible things. And um, I think anybody who likes Cobra Kai this season is just going to fill you with joy. You're going to oh, love yeah. it. For sure. I can't wait to see you in that. And uh, I love seeing you in Spider-Man. Is there anything else that you want to kind of touch on before we wrap it up? Um, I, um, I just want to say um, to anyone that really thinks that um and i know it's kind of a cliche but to anyone that either one lives in a small town or even lives in another country where acting is not a big thing i want you guys to know that as someone who lives in a small town or even a state where acting in in north carolina acting was a big thing at one point but now it's not so having that opportunity and then having that taken away and so then a lot of people having traditional nine to five jobs and not really thinking of acting as much. If you have any of those kind of people around you, I want you to know that you can, you can do it. And all you have to do, all you have to do is work really hard and study really hard until you have those opportunities. Because the best thing you can do is work on your craft. And I know that sounds like something everybody would tell you, but that is honestly the best thing you could do. And mm-hmm. so just make sure don't let the environment around you affect what you want. Just choose your own path and what you want to do in life. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> I just think that um, a lot of people, I've heard a lot of stories of people um, stopping what they, their dream because they wanted a more realistic goal. And I asked them, um, well, what does realistic mean? Because I feel like realistic means whatever you wanted to mean. Because, um, like, I think, Devin, I think interviewing, I think in your household, interviewing isn't probably a normalized job, correct? No, not really. Exactly. So I think that just because it's not normal does not mean it can't be your normal. Yeah. And I think that's something everyone should know. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with you. And, like, a, an actor I talked with named Michael Dante, he was uh, an actor in all kinds of things, Star Trek, uh, the list goes on. <laughs> He yeah. he said to me, like, yes, treat your craft like a piece of art and make it what you want it to be. Because uh, once you once you know that you can walk onto the set and nobody can rock your boat, you can go into any role that you want, then you you can that's the best place that you can be. So even if it like even if you think that, you know, you're working for nothing, you are working for yourself and for your craft. And I kind of like, I totally agree with what you, what you say. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's just something I, I feel like a lot of people let the other people's opinion break what they want. And I, um, just wish that wouldn't happen as much. Yeah. Well, I mean, Carson, honestly, like that's great advice. I, I kind of, i try to follow that advice as well and uh i really appreciate you coming on the show for the second time i'm gonna do a little yeah no i'm gonna do a little turn to the camera and say that you guys can check out carson's first uh directorial debut um you can see no return on youtube just search up carson's name 
uh, and no return. Check that out. That's super cool. A big accomplishment of uh, the last year for you. Uh, you're working on some new stuff, some new scripts or stories or whatnot. And I want you guys to know that you should keep your eye on Carson and uh, definitely go check you out. What's your what's your social media? Oh, wait, um, my, do you not do you not want your social media out there? I don't really. Um, I don't know. I just don't really use social media very much. So it's not really it's not really as much. But um, I'll give yeah. out my Instagram. My Instagram is Carson Tyler official. Right. On. And that's probably the best place to find me. That's probably that's probably the place where I, if I do post, I'll post the most because I have a YouTube channel, which you can see no return on. But I don't post much there either. So yeah. it's um it's not not the best with it. But um yeah, Instagram is probably where you see the most from me. What would if you could like just give me in a sentence or a couple sentences like what your mission is? What's your goals? I honestly wish, and this is such a weird goal. I wish that constantly every new film I make, I wish no one knew who I was, so they can go into this with an open idea, and no one like I Spider Man for example. Everyone's gonna go into this movie thinking of Tom as oh I know who Tom Holland is. I I wish that. No one had knew who I was anytime. Like, I wish people saw No Return just forget about it whenever my new one comes out. So then they can all go into it with an open mind and they can be like, wow, this man did something I, I've never seen before or something I've never seen before because they're going to go into it like, oh, that's his style of directing. Okay. Yeah. I want them to be like, wow, that's unique. Yeah. And I, um, I want to show people that being redoing something in a different way is not always bad because people are afraid to fail if they try and redo something that's already been done. Just redo it in your own way. Like if there's a comedy movie, if there's comedy, if you like comedy, do mm -hmm. comedy in a different way. I want to do these genres in a different way than people have seen them before. And I always just want to show people that that's okay. It's yeah, okay man. to be creative in your own way. Right on. Carson Tyler, everybody. Thank you for joining me. All right, man. Cheers.